1: Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast, another dog days of summer episode, meaning we're doing another draft. It oh yeah. August 15th, as we're recording this one, you're probably listening to this. God knows when, but as always joined <laughs> by Jason.
0: Yeah. What's going on? I love doing these drafts. The Leafs draft was like inc- like way too much fun. I had way too much fun doing that. Yeah, that like, was good. Listen, if you're ever... I don't know, sitting around with your buddies, like this is something that you should do like around a campfire. So I don't know, it's just it was hilarious doing the research oh, yeah. and just thinking about it. It's just I don't know. I I love this one. It was a good it was one. Nice. It was good. It was Especially honestly one of my to find, favorite like,
1: diamonds in the rough with like, yeah, the Yeah, that that was teams. the best
0: best part of the process was doing that. Abs- absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Lots of fun there. So, today we're going to be doing bounce back candidates for the 23-24 season. Not necessarily Leafs-specific. However, I think there are several Leafs players that are going to be on this list. And I'm curious to see if if one of us drafts them. But (laughs) we're also going to be getting into... There was a signing for the Marlies, a two-way AHL signing. We'll talk about him a little bit. I don't know too, too much about him. But I've seen some highlights of him, and they were pretty impressive. And then, unfortunately, there were two... Passings that we have to talk about. Yep. Uh, sad as always. Let's get into the passings. I mean, they happened over the last two days. Um, first one, Rodian Amarov. 21 years old. Had a brain tumor that was found two years ago in January, I remember. Right. 21 years old. It's just really tough to, to talk about, to think about everything
0: yeah it's it's horrible because uh, again obviously listen he was drafted 15th overall i think for to the Leafs, mm-hmm. and he was like to be a, among one of the best that what you do in your age group is a very is a crazy feat and to think about that mm-hmm. he was doing all this stuff and he was successful in the khl if you go look at his numbers while he had cancer is honestly and it's in it's insane how how much he did but regardless of him as a player him as a person i was lucky enough to go to that game that he went to um, and he walked out for, I forget what, what, what exactly it was. I think it was just oh, like, the Washington
1: uh, capitals. Yes. The home opener. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And, uh, honestly, like just his energy and the way he acted or, or like a lot of people would just kind of lay down and like be not woe is me. It's a terrible thing to go through, yeah. but like Dan his added-
1: said it as well he, in, in like his post saying like Ronnie and Amarov has sadly passed away. He was saying is ever since the diagnosis, his energy is positive attitude towards life I mean it was just amazing he was saying and when, when you look at it like even outside of the the diagnosis like there was a play it was a shootout game on game on the line in the KHL and he he fumbled it like he I posted about it, it was really funny he just lost the puck totally and what did he do ah laughed it off made a couple funny videos about it and got right back to work just Everything you you hear and see from the guys, you just seem to be such a, such a positive guy. And it's such a, it's so sad to talk about that at 21 years old, your life is taken
0: from you. Yeah. And that's the saddest part is that it's a life that should have been lived, right? It's like, you Mm -hmm. don't want to ever see someone that young pass away. So yeah, it's sad to see, and obviously our thoughts are with his family and uh, his friends and those who know him well. Um, I'm hoping that the Leafs can do something throughout the year with, like, a patch or something. I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah, but, uh, I think It'd be nice to will. see just because, uh, yeah, it seemed like even with his, like, f- his like five-day stretch he had with the team where he just kind of walked through with them, it seemed like he made an impact on some players. So, um, yeah, yeah it, it, obviously an infectious guy to be around, so it's just, just a shame yeah. that... Uh, yeah, it's a shame yeah. that it happened, but he's courageous. Good for good for him for again having that positive attitude and positive outlook on life. Because again, he had no no expectations to do that, and he had owed no, nothing to no one, uh, and he did exactly. all this because he wanted to and he chose to. So that's so it's important to remember. Again, obviously this is a hockey podcast, but some
1: it's things are more tough. important, right? It's so, life. Yeah, yeah. It's a tough part of life. The other passing within the Leafs organization: eighty-six-year-old uh, Bobby Bond. Uh, he won four Stanley Cups with the Leafs, and his most notable feat was in 1964, Game Six overtime. Bobby Vaughn scored the game the game winner in Game Six overtime on a broken ankle. The Leafs were down three two in the series, and he scored the game winning goal on a bro- broken ankle. Refused X rays, got his foot fr- his leg frozen or whatever. And then scored the game winner, and then the Leafs went on to win the Stanley Cup, the 1964 Stanley Cup in Game Seven easily. After that, when the boys just rallied around him, um, again, I think he was he was sick for a little bit. Uh, 86 years old, you know, you're losing another Leafs legend there. It's it's it's, it's sad.
0: Yeah, it's never it again. So. Yeah, it's sad to see. But that's a crazy that's a crazy story. That is yeah, a, I didn't know a, that on the broken ankle too. I, I guess some yeah. things in hockey never change.
1: Yeah. <laughs> NHL alumni posted about the game. They 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 have the clips from it as well. Uh, I, wow. I definitely suggest you go take a look at that one. So, yeah. Sorry to start the episode on such a, a sad note, but such is life.
0: Important to talk about this stuff. Yeah. So.
1: Yep. And um, moving on. Tough to transition from that too. I don't know how to, what the hell to say, but the Leafs made a signing. uh David Ference. He was a Nashville Predators third-round pick, I believe, back in the day. He went to Boston University for four years. He was a Hobie Baker finalist in 2019-2020. I believe that might have been the year that Dryden McKay won, or he was a a finalist as well. Anyways, Dryden McKay is also in the Leafs organization. Um, From the clips I've seen, David Ferentz is a very good skater. Um, he posted a couple that were more than a couple highlight real goals, man. Oh, yeah. Holy. yeah. Chuck us... it seemed like what people were saying, he was, uh, started to find his footing with the Colorado Eagles, um, like in the second half of the AHL season last year. So, I mean, this is a very good flyer. I would say it's a two way AHL contract. So nothing really doesn't impact too, too much, but. We'll see what he can do, and this was via Jacob Stoller. It's still not confirmed, uh, but yeah, David. Interesting. We'll yeah, see.
0: that's a uh, that's a cool little sign. Just just yeah. watching those clips that you post on Twitter. Yeah, he, he had a couple. He's a fun player to watch. He's like a fun guy to watch, even if he's like a career there, Like, career I don't know. It's uh, yeah. It's just uh, talk days of summer. We gotta talk about something. But uh, yeah, yeah it's, no. It's just go check it. Go check out our Twitter and watch the. Uh, Watch those clips yeah, that were Yeah, that was crazy. That was honestly crazy and electric to watch it. You yeah, know, cool. you know what it made me realize? Like, I thought I thought I needed a break from hockey after the playoffs. I cannot wait for it to start again. I honestly cannot wait. Just seeing oh. that one clip, I was like, "Let's." We got the rookie tournament coming up in September. Yeah. Let's so, freaking go! Let's freaking go! So yeah.
1: Unfortunately, the game times are always at like when you're supposed to be working. So whatever.
0: Have it on in the background. Anyways. Doesn't hurt anybody.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So those were our. Notes to get through there uh, yeah. before we move on to our draft. We have a little message from our friends at Manscaped. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is, this is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in below the waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh Use our code RINKRAT, R-I-N-K-R-A-T, and get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That is R-I-N-K-R-A-T, 20% off free shipping. I will say Manscaped did save me. I was on vacation in Florida. Um, I forgot my keys in the condo I was staying at. I got locked out, had to stay at a Best Western, probably shouldn't have said the name,
0: um, no free advertising.
1: You hell? creepy crawlies in that place. It was a good rate. That's why I got it. But there was a few creepy crawlies in that place. And, you know, maybe if I wasn't escaped from bum to head or whatever the ad says here,
0: I might have been coming home with something. But it was. I, was I, I don't know if that's how it works. But <laughs> that was. you'd think you get like maybe some protection from those creepy crawlies. But I see what you're getting at there. Um, I guess. I, I don't know. Crabs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's helpful.
1: Manscaped. R-I-N-K-R-A-T. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com.
0: Just a disclaimer. There's no guarantee that if you shave your pubes with Manscaped products, you're not guaranteed to get crabs. So just be careful. Thank you for adding that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah. um, All right. I don't know how we're going to (laughs) transition off of this. But uh, I have my own little... You get first
1: overall. Bounce back candidates.
0: All right. So I'm going to go first.
1: I'm fired up for this one.
0: All right. So let, let quickly outline like what describe like a bounce back candidate in your eyes. Cause I think there's multiple ways of us interpreting this yeah. we discussed it a bit before, but we want to keep everyone informed. We don't want to keep anything that uh, close to the vest here. So yeah. Tell us what in your eyes, what does it mean to be a bounce back candidate?
1: So essentially it's a player like that has had some success in the past. Didn't have the best season last year relative to expectation or just overall did not play very well at all and is you think is going to play up to their expectation or even exceed their expectations next season so for example like jamie ben this past year was a good would have been a good pick if you did him last season even though we did (laughs) how would you how would you know (laughs) yeah like that was a crazy one there but that's just a good example of it right
0: yeah that's that's a great example yeah so that's yeah, I, I see that as bounce back, and like I, I think it's a it's all relative to expectation, right? So if a guy is like yeah. maybe expected to be a second liner, but they played like literally get we're getting healthy scratch every week. In my eyes, if they go back to being a second line player. That's considered a bounce back. Whereas some people might consider a guy who's playing on the first line, maybe had like second line point production, and they're going back to first line. They might be more of a bounce back candidate in their person's eye. So it can all be interpreted in different ways. So that's kind of how yeah. I see it is I think rooting in expectation, like you said, is important. So how do we want to do this draft? Because last time, if I remember correctly, I got the second pick. Yeah. So you get first pick. I get first pick this draft. Three forwards 2D and one goalie. goalie. Okay. And do we want to go in order of goal? Like, Do you want to go any, any particular order or how do you want to do it?
1: Um, it can be ran. It doesn't matter. You okay. Can, so I don't have to drop forward draft just like we did last time. Okay. Yeah, I know you can pick whoever, whoever you want.
0: That's beautiful because I already know one of your, one of the people yeah. who you're going to pick. And I know Uh-oh. for a fact, I knew for a fact before we, we even discussed like potentially guys we might pick, I knew for a fact you were going to pick this guy before you even said anything to me, because I don't know if there's a more obvious bounce back candidate on D in the entire NHL. And it is John Klingberg. This guy was literally a Norris Trophy candidate Like just under three years ago. He made the worst decision of his life, signing an Anaheim, passing on that seven-year deal, uh, signing a one-year deal with Anaheim. Horrible, horrible, horrible decision. This guy has a lot riding on this year. And I mean, everything is in place for him to be the perfect bounce-back candidate. Will he go back to Norris Trophy status? No, I'm not saying that. He was one of the worst play, like worst defensive players in the NHL last year. And his offensive upside was just Almost just above league average, according to some models. So mm-hmm. his biggest part of his game, his offense wasn't there. His defense was horrendous. Now, obviously, he was playing with Anaheim. Anaheim sucks. It's not It's not, It's not. a secret, right? They're, they're probably one of the worst teams in the NHL. But now, what team is he on now? Our, our buddy upstairs. The
1: most important <laughs> team in the NHL. I'll tell you that for free.
0: Our buddy upstairs signed John Klingberg, brought him in there is a vision for this team. I don't think that was done just out of, out of just, Oh, let's sign John Klingberg. No, there was a vision from the entire organization that this guy will fit on this team. So, I mean, the way the Leafs play should benefit how John Klingberg plays, right? We like to play. Uh, we let, like to let our defensemen go. Like we've seen, like, I know Justin, not, not many people like Justin Hall, but Justin Hall was put up a decent amount of points for the Leafs, right? He, he had 43 points, 25 points, 41 points, 39 points. He has 150 career NHL points in 285 games. That is crazy. He has a 0.5 point per game as a defenseman in the NHL. That is bananas to think that John Klingberg essentially not in the Justin Hall role, but kind of filling his spot similarly in the roster to think that he's not going to come out and score maybe 40, 50 points. We don't even know if he's going to be on the first power play. There's a good chance. He might be on the first power play. They. The sky is the limit for John Klingberg. Now, I'm not going to say his defensive issues are going to go out the window, but I think it's fair to say that the Leafs forward and the Leafs in-zone structure is much better defensively given their track record over the last couple of years than the freaking Anaheim Ducks, okay? So, there's my pick. First overall, you got to take him. Hometown kid. Not really hometown, but plays for our team. John freaking Klingberg. He's okay. Swiss American, no, like I'm pretty sure he's American. I don't know. Uh,
1: John Kling, dude, he's Swedish. Swedish. What am I saying? If he's,
0: saying?
1: we have to. He's he's he is Swedish. He's right? Swedish. Yeah. If <laughs> we have that wrong. Then we're the biggest donkeys on. Pressure. Yeah,
0: it's Klingberg. That was the dumbest thing ever. Anyways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. He
1: is Swedish. One
0: hundred. I, I had to he's get. He's hundred percent Swedish. Be... Yeah. Yeah. he's hundred percent Swedish. He's okay. His last name is Klingberg, dude. He's hundred percent Swedish. I don't know. <laughs> I don't all know Swedish, finish, I, I. I don't know.
1: I. I don't know. Okay. You're getting, um, You're
0: getting canceled. Careful. Careful. No. I'm okay. done. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: all right. So that me was my first Nick, pick.
1: I was. I was on the fence with that one. I, I. I. But I okay. do understand it one hundred percent. You weren't. You weren't going to pick I, him. No, I had him on my list. Okay, However, okay. I was thinking like obviously he had the worst year of his career. Still got life in him. Not that old right? Like coming to a better team, but he's a player that you have to play in specific scenarios and specific roles in order for him to excel. I think he played very well with pretty well with Minnesota, especially considering they put him on the left side sometimes too in the playoffs. Um, But again, that's a, he's a specialty kind of player. So are the Leafs going to be able to afford to put him in those specialty kind of positions for him to be like a 60 point guy again? Yeah. He's hit 60. That's, right?
0: For sure. for sure, for sure, I'm almost 100. I'm pretty sure he hit. He almost hit 80. No, oh. he didn't. He hit 67, no, 67 and 82. 67. But he, he but his months. biggest years yeah. were in in wow. the the like the COVID years where he only played 50 games. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. And he uh, Stanley Cup finalist too. So yeah, yeah. Okay. 21 so points. It's a, it's a solid it's a pick. pick. <laughs> My first pick. Let's hear it. Austin Matthews.
0: Okay, all right. Forty goals.
1: Enough. I broke down the numbers on Twitter somewhere, and I can't even remember them. Actually, do I have them right here? If I do, that'd be the biggest win ever. Nope. Oh my goodness, I'm following it right now. Oh, I got it right here. Austin Matthews. Again, only forty goals this past year. From sixty some odd to forty, it's a pretty, pretty big drop. We were saying, oh. On a 60-goal year, beginning of last year, remember what we were saying? At the beginning of a 60-goal year, he started slow. It took him a while. It took to the West Coast trip for him to start get, getting going again. And then in April, nobody could stop him. The puck was just automatically going in. This guy scored 70 this year. He scored 40 this year. Never really took off. And when you break down the numbers, i ah, that's the wrong play. I have it here somewhere. I believe it's Austin Matthews's mid-danger goals. Yes, here it is. Yeah. So when you look at it, twenty twenty. Yes. So this past season, he had at five on five, he had three high-danger goals, five mid-danger, medium-danger goals, and eighteen low-danger goals. Last season, he had four high-danger goals, sixteen medium danger goals, and 18 low danger goals. This is all according to Money Puck. The medium danger goals just dried up for whatever reason. Maybe an off-season, get that wrist healthy again. Maybe you watch some tape, what happened. I I still want to go through and see what did happen because a drop of 11 five-on-five medium danger goals is quite significant, is it not?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, right, uh, j- like, just this is like kind of going on a tangent. But in my head, the way, the reason why that would happen is potentially two things. One is a wrist injury. Obviously, he was coming back from that mm-hmm. wrist injury. The wrist surgery supposed to be a hundred percent, but maybe it takes some time for getting used for him to get used to it. Or maybe he's just never going to go back to that player as a result. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I can't even say that. But also yeah. another thing, like m- maybe he's just could be
1: line mates, I don't know, know. Line mates Team, yeah maybe, maybe, maybe he's playing maybe with out the... of this year in mitch marner that could yeah. be a big one right yeah. and um and, well, and when you look at it shooting percentage dropped from 15.57 at five on five shooting percentage dropped from 15.57 in 21 22 to 11.16 this past season a drop of 4.41 percent I think Austin Matthews can get back to 50 goals in my opinion.
0: I I think so too and I think I think that's a great pick. Something else that I think we mentioned a lot last year that is getting not I don't want to say swept under the rug but is not really getting noticed by many people when if they talk about Matthews' kind of downswing uh his assists his we, we talked about this a lot. He was moving the puck a lot more and his yeah. ex, his expected numbers in assists and cre- shot creation, his chance creations were up year over year, right? So he was actually creating more. And maybe that was like kind of one of his goals coming into the last season, right? Let me just paint a picture here. Austin Matthews comes off 60 goals. He says, what can I do to improve as a player to help this team out? Right. I just scored 60 goals. There's probably not much I can do with my shot to improve. So what am I going to do? I'm going to figure out how to be more deceptive on the puck, draw more people in and create opportunities for my teammates. That's why I see a kind of path where, um, the, line of thinking that Austin Matthews is going through. Now he had the wrist injury and he was struggling. So maybe that deteriorated his mm-hmm. ability to score goals. Right. So maybe that's mm-hmm. where it's coming from. But to say that he's a bounce back candidate, I think that's a great pick.
1: Okay. And there's also this, when you look at his line mates from the previous year, the most common ones throughout the entire, for I'd say 75% of the season were Mitch Barner Michael Bunting. Now you mix in some Cali Yarncrock, you mix in some yep. William Nylander, That's really going to help with the primary assist, too. You're not, like, there's only one puck. These are all three-shooter guys, right? So I think that the playmaking did improve. But, yes, my bounce-back candidate is Austin Matthews. And because it's a snake, I get the second pick, too. (laughs) Who am I going with here? I know, like, you better believe this is a Leafs podcast, and I'm going with another Leaf, I'm going with Tyler Bertuzzi, And why, you might say, I've spoken so highly of him, so glowingly of him. Those, The first, I think it was 15 games or so with the Red Wings. He was coming back from injury. He got injured again, um, and he was really, really slow. When you look at the overall numbers, 32 points in 50 games, at five on five, his shooting percentage dropped 10.28%. Right? Yes, 10.28%. Just craziness. He's going to be in the top six. He's going to be getting some good opportunities. I really like him as a player. And then at 5-on-5, five five, his on-ice shooting percentage even dropped by 1.42%. From 21 where he had that 62 points in 68 games season, to 22-23, when he had 32 points in 50, 50 games played opportunity, healthy, bounce back.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> better I ingredients,
1: better pizza, Papa John's.
0: <laughs> that's that's a honestly a, hilarious, but also a great way to put it. Because again, like you said, like, I mean, better ingredients, better pizza, better teammates, better Ooh. production, right? So, I mean, I, listen, I know that he didn't have the best year last year but just looking up his numbers i didn't think he was that bad to warrant him to be like a bounce back right but maybe he exceeds my expectations right cuz the the thing that's at the forefront of my mind is, is, is the 21 games he played with the boston bruins put up 16 points and the seven games he played in the playoffs put up 10 points that's 28 games he put up 26 points to end his year in a new location but again like you said i mean injury history right like he's he struggled to stay on the ice so maybe yeah. him playing Three quarters of a season is like enough where, like, obviously his production is going to be there, but him paying three quarters of a season, that alone will just make him a bounce back. Yeah.
1: And I I think when you look at this raw numbers, raw point totals from last year, you compare it to this coming year, at the end of this coming year, what will the differential be? And I think it will be a pretty substantial number.
0: I like that. I like that.
1: Some reasoning. So you're right. right.
0: Listen, see it? I, I like that pick. I like that because, again, I I love Leafs. This is a Leaf podcast, and I like how homerish we are with three bounce back candidates around the Maple Leafs. So I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to disagree with those two for sure. So for me, this bounce back candidate, this bounce back candidate had for my next pick, he had sky high expectations going into last year. When I mean sky high, I mean the year previous. He was one of the three nominated for the heart. He was a guy who people looked at as an elite, elite player among the best offensive players in the entire league two years ago. Then last year happens, and he comes crashing down to planet Earth. He got traded in a trade in the offseason last, uh, yeah, last year, and when, when he was with his new team, fans were rightfully disappointed with him. Didn't have the best year, but that was last year. And this is this year. And I expect this guy to have a much, much better year this year. I'm kind of painting the tapestry. If you've already guessed them, kudos to you, because my bounce back candidate is Jonathan Huberto. In 2021, 2022, he had 115 points in 80 games, 30 goals, 85 assists, 115 points. Last year, got traded to Calgary in that big deal. I'm sure we all know a lot about that, right? But, I mean, the Calgary Flames wanted to compete. They were in a pretty important, they had like an important two-year window to figure things out after moving off Matthew Kachuk. Trey Living did a great job extending their window a couple years by making this trade. But it didn't work out the way they wanted to, right? Sutter didn't really play him in the correct opportunities. Huberto never really found his footing in 2022, 2023, 79 games played 15 goals, 40 points. He had 55 points. He dropped off literally 60 points from the previous year. I don't know if there's ever been a player to get that big of a dropout. Now, a few of them were on the power play. His power play production wasn't as good as last year. You helped me by putting together this little uh, points per 60 sheet. He was among the highest. I believe his points per per 60 from year over year was minus 0.87. So in 2020, 2022 to 2023, he had 0.2, uh, sorry, 2 points per 60. In 2021, 2022, he had 2.9 points per 60. That is a massive drop. He literally his point total got slashed in half. I don't think we've ever seen a drop off like that in recent history. It's Literally a nuclear drop-off. So I expect Jonathan Huberdeau to be a massive bounce-back candidate this year simply because Daryl Sutter, it was reported he wasn't having a great time with him. He's gone, right? Fresh slate, new team, uh, new kind of organizational leadership, right? It's almost like this year feels like a fresh start for the Calgary Flames. Yeah. Last year was, how are we going to do without Matthew Kachuk? That's in the past now. We are in a fresh start. So, new coach new coach new, new new almost new 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 gm new everything well, everything's going to be new for them and it'll be a blank slate and i think that's no, going to be totally great though. for Jonathan Huberto. i don't think he's going to get 115 points next year no but i think he could sniff no, 70 to maybe a point per game maybe even higher right all it takes is for that power play to click for him to be playing the right spots and i think he can definitely do it so
1: yeah Jonathan so the Huberto drop in 5 on 5 points per 60 as you mentioned that was the t- 20th biggest drop from twenty one, twenty two to twenty two, twenty three. So, and obviously, one hundred and fifteen points. What, what was this? T- like one hundred and fifteen to what? Fifty five. Like that's a sixty point drop or whatever. Sixty point it drop. Was. It was Literally a sixty. A 60. Yeah. Just Crazy. disgusting. So, new coach. I think getting used to living in Calgary, getting paid a- egregious amounts of money to put up fifty five points. <laughs> I think we'll see an increase there, 100. That's a fantastic pick. Thank you. Makes me makes me want to kick you out of
0: the Google Doc. <laughs> uh, no, I, I again, I, I, I came I came up with these before the doc, but the doc helped me okay. get the stats because uh, yeah, it, 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 they were like on the. I I kind of had a, I have a couple from Calgary. I don't know if I'm going to get to them because I, I have a bit of a list. But uh, before I, I get into you're... my next pick, I want to remind everyone that if you're a new customer, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use code THPN and you bet just five dollars and you get to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler in Massachusetts, call 1 800 327 5050 or visit gambling helpline ma.org. In New York, call 8778 Hope, New York, or text Hope, New York 4673 4673- 6 9 in Kansas call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of boot hill casino and resort in West Virginia gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net all games regulated by the West Virginia lottery please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood casinos at Charlestown races in Connecticut help is available for get problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org 21 plus plus in most eligible states but Age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One bet per eligible game. Opt-in required max bet $50. 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and disposit restrictions may apply. Fumble my words. I did it way better last week when I was like literally dying of sickness than this week, which is just a crazy... Crazy thing to think about, but the funny thing is now you have
1: to talk more. you have another pick,
0: oh yes, yeah. good <laughs> listen I'm good it's just the the numbers really fudge me up there. There are a lot of numbers, and it's like uh yeah, well, the way I have it set it up is just it's all it's hard to read, so anyways, um all right, my next pick, next pick. my See next it. pick is I want to say a guy who maybe. Uh, I don't know if it's a bounce back in the sense that he, I don't know if he'll return to his former self because he hasn't been there in a, in a while, but I think it will be a bounce back in respect from the entire league, right? That's, that's what I'm going with, with my bounce back player here. He was just traded in this offseason and he was traded for essentially nothing. I don't want to say who he was traded for because he's going to give away the pick, and I want to paint the picture for it. He was traded for essentially nothing. Now, he wasn't on the best. He wasn't on the best team for his needs beforehand. I don't think. I think they this team that he wanted to, that he played for was more of a, a defensive structured team, and I think that's he's a, a better player out of that structure. Uh, and I think in his new team, he's going to have a ton of opportunity to succeed. Kind of like what you mentioned with Tyler Bertuzzi, where better line mates, right? Better production, better better ingredients, better pizza. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think in this new opportunity that when, when the, the team he got traded to, I think that he is going to perform a lot better. And another thing is that he was traded on a retained salary. And this is a purely anecdotal, no stats, no evidence to back this up. But I really think these guys feel a lot less pressure when they make a lot, like when on the books, they're making less money. Maybe they don't give a shit, but I could see guys who are dealt on retained deals made me feel a little bit of pressure alleviated off himself because you know before he was worth eight million dollars now to the team he plays for he's only worth four million dollars so that's kind of the standard that he set himself to and if you haven't guessed by now you probably have my pick is ryan johansson now what are my expectations for ryan johansson this year i don't know if he'll return to a like point per game player that he he i don't know if he was ever a point per game player but he's I really think he's going to have one of his best seasons here in Colorado. He hasn't, he was really good two years ago, right? He was really good with that national prejudice. He almost had like a little renaissance here. That was his bounce back year. But I think he's going to bounce back even harder in 2023, 2024, especially after his season in 2022, 2023, where he only put up 28 points in 55 games that year. Previously in 21, 22, he put up 26 goals, 63 points, 79 games. I mean, Listen, he's on the avalanche now. I think the sky is the limit for him with the pieces that are going to be surrounding him. I think he's in the correct fit. I think he has enough skill to be a legit contributor on this team. And if he can make the first power play, I don't think it's too egregious that he sniffs 60, 70 points.
1: Fair? 60, 70 points. Holy smokes.
0: I mean, when you look at it, he, he is
1: replacing... Well, JT Comfer, who had 52 points, right? Exactly. And,
0: and would you say the know. offensive upside of John Johansson is better, even though he's, what is he, 32 now, 33? Yeah. 31. I wonder, 31. though,
1: so the big drop was he had, in 79 games, he had 63 points in, like, the previous season. This past season, in, in 55 games, he had 28 points. So, clear drop there. Shooting percentage at all situations dropped 8%. At five on five, his shooting percentage dropped 5.43%. So I think, though, the issue is with that pick, like, is that he was shooting so hot the season before, and it only resulted in 63 points. Like, that's, that's where fair. he had a couple, he had 64, and then he, like, 1920, nothing really. 2021, nothing really. Last season, pretty good. And then back kind of down to earth. He is playing with better players. He's playing on a better offensive team. He will be getting better minutes. I mean, as I mentioned with JT Confer, he was playing with uh, a little bit of Val Nuchushkin and a lot of Miko Rantanen. So, you, I mean, you give Ryan Johansson Miko Rantanen, could he go back to 60 points? Maybe. So, it's an interesting pick. I can see it either way. Um, Yeah. That's all I have to say about that
0: one. Yeah. Fair enough. And I think for him, like, is it like now, now that I say it, it sounds a little harder, but all he has to do is score. Like he's scored four. he's basically scored 14 goals consistently almost his entire career. He's pretty consistent, like 26 goals. I'm not going to expect him to get that. If he can get to 20 goals, he only has to get 40 assists playing with some psychotically good players right? Yeah. Like, he, like not only is it the forwards that he's going to be paired with, like think about how many points he's just going to get passing the puck to Kale McCarr of all people. Like who knows how many minutes he's going to get with him. That guy can just, that guy can do whatever he wants. So like the opportunity is there for him to get 20 goals, 40 assists. I think it's possible for him. So yeah, I, I'm not, and you weren't like shitting on it. I just want to round no, it. up, Yeah, like bringing it con- up. Contextualizing like,
1: it. Yeah. Contextualizing the numbers, I would say. Yeah, So, so it's an interesting pick though. Yeah, I appreciate sure. that. It's a good opportunity for a guy that's kind of declining, like plain and simple. Exactly. Right? And he exactly. was dumped. He was dumped by the Nashville Predators, who they dumped him. They dumped Matt Duchesne, who was making a lot of money too. But then they brought in guys, Ryan O'Reilly, Luke Shen, someone else I can't remember. So I don't know what the, really the Nashville Predators are doing, but we do know what the Colorado Avalanche are doing. They're trying to win. So yeah. <laughs> up next, my next pick. I have two on the board here. I am floundering. So you know what? There's just so many options, and this damn spreadsheet is tripping me up. So you know what? Someone I did put out there. Who are your bounce back candidates? And our resident Dave uh, resident fan, our resident Dave fan sends, got unreal words here. Said Tarasenko. Going to be playing in the top six. Wow. I wonder why he said that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. He actually gave me two from two different accounts. (laughs) Both Both on
0: the sends. Yeah, of course.
1: But when you look at it, like Vlad Tarasenko, in terms of his drop in, uh, where are we? Five on five points, uh, five on five points per 60. His differential. It was the one, two, three, four, five, learning how to count here. Fifth highest drop in five on five points per 60. Again, though, as I mentioned with Brian Johansson, he was shooting very hot the season before. 16.67% five on five shooting percentage is very, very high. And then down to 10.71 last year. So the, an extremely high drop and then cooled off. He is a very good shooter, though. Can he get back up to 12, 13? Maybe. If he's playing with Tim Stutzel, oh, God. Right? So that's something to consider there. Um, You do also have to consider, though, when he moved to the Rangers, his underlying numbers didn't change too much. So what kind of player are they getting? I think they're still getting a guy that can really shoot the puck. And if he's playing with Tim Stutzel, as I'm being told here, I think a bounce back is a no brainer. So I'm going to go with Vlad Tarasenko. Why not round up my forwards?
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, listen, he obviously didn't have the best year last year. Right. Let me no. just pull up his numbers just to make sure, but like, I mean, I, I can 50 see a lot your...
1: points in 69 games. I think it was something like that. So, yeah, right. it's,
0: it's just such a tough thing to bounce back from 50 points in 60, 69 games. That's, Pretty, pretty good. But again, he got 82 and 70, 75, sorry, 82 points. on in my shooting games.
1: percentage dropped 2.39%. But as I, yeah. as I remember, when, if you remember, that Blues team that year was shooting so hot. Last yeah. year, though, they did run into injuries. So that did really affect it. That did yeah. really affect his numbers. But then, like, did he really rebound with New York? No. But the opportunity I think he has with the Senators is massive.
0: Fair enough. However,
1: yeah. I mean, I have to I have to keep going back. I know it's my pick, but I have to keep like going back on it and kind of stomping on it because it is the Senators. I mean, he could be like a certain Russian player that they signed, I believe it was 2 years, 5 million per former Ranger as well. What happened when he came here from Montreal, came to Ottawa from Montreal? And that's Alex Kovalev. Oh. Ooh.
0: Forgot about I mean, that guy. That's like a, that's, that, a that's a puck duco in the back of the head stash, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: who did Cobel <laughs> yeah. play for? He was it was it was Pittsburgh, it was New York, um, and Pittsburgh, then he went New to York, Montreal, Montreal, and then uh, he went to the Senators, and then he went back to Pittsburgh, and then he went to like Florida Panthers. randomly. Yeah,
0: you got you literally got all of them. That's absurd. You gotta start posting your puck ducos more on Twitter. I know, I don't know if people are uh anyways. Know. Yeah, yeah I'm getting sidetracked. So I'm getting cool, sidetracked. listen, Terry Senko, good pick. I was just gonna say. Career perennial thirty goal scorer got derailed by injuries. Scored thirty goals two years ago. I get. I know you said high shooting percentage, but still, he is he he's a guy who I think that that doesn't apply to because of his history and track record. Um, and yeah, like only eighteen goals last year. In in I, I know I poo on his points, saying, "Oh, it's gonna be hard to." But listen, if he can con- continue those assists and score thirty goals like he normally does, especially playing with Tim Stutzel, so it shouldn't be too not too hard, but it shouldn't be much harder than when we was playing with before. Like it's doable. I'm here for it.
1: Mm-hmm. So I, I think it was an all right pick. Um, yeah. again, uh, I'm trying to buy some time because I'm trying to pull up some numbers.
0: You're going to buy some time. Specialty That's
1: specialty here.
0: You're good. Some you're specialty good with numbers.
1: So I have all my three forwards done, Right. And now I'm on to either defense or goaltending. Which one do I want to do there? Lots of good candidates for for both of them. Um, but yeah, who am I going to pick? Do I go back to the Leafs well? So oh, here's God, the thing. So I'm going
0: to go goaltending next round. I don't know Ooh. if your goal, our goaltenders are going to cross. But maybe you want to secure your goaltender? I don't know.
1: Uh, okay. I'm gonna go with Morgan Riley. Another suggested <laughs> pick from the Instagram from Nick Guida. Thank you for that one. Holy um, smokes. Gotta have as many leafs on my team as possible, right? <laughs> uh, but with Morgan Riley, the numbers do back it up. Five on five points per 60, a drop of 0.41, which was twentieth, the 20th biggest drop amongst defensemen. When you look at the shooting percentage, Again, another drop, 0.92% uh, drop. On ice shooting percentage, 2.41% drop. I mean, I think if he plays more games, I think I think he missed only like 17 or so. But if he continues to play, if he continues, here's where it could get interesting though. Could he get moved off of power play one? That'll affect his all situations points total. Yeah. So there is that. But I think the five-on-five numbers will rebound. He took him like two months, I think, to score two goals or something like that. He played very, very well in the playoffs. So I'm picking this one for Nick Guida, Morgan Riley.
0: Fair enough. And I was thinking, like, I I I know you, I know that uh, point total wise and like production wise, from the outsider's point of view, just looking at a box score and looking at guys' numbers, Mm -hmm. you think, okay. He's on the power play. He's not getting many, uh, much more points. And yeah, that's going to happen if he's not on power play one. But I think, I really think maybe part of the reason why we got Klingberg was to alleviate that PP1 playing time because Morgan Riley played a lot of freaking minutes for us. And I think his, his, the biggest thing that he did was help out at five on five when he was amazing for us. When he was good for us, he was really good at five on five. This year, like you said, he was horrible. Gar his he was he had a 1.5 goals above replacement at five on five that is basically league league average on uh five on five offense even strength offense in 21 22 he had a I think it was a six he had a seven and a half goals above goals expect sorry these are expected expected goals above replacement so that's a difference of a a, a, a crazy amount that's an exact difference of six expected goals right not just not normal expected goals, expected goals above replacement level. So we're using Z scores. And like the further away you are from average, the the further you get down that line, the more valuable that becomes, the fewer players that uh, occupy those tiers. So we're talking about a guy who's honestly, I thought he's always been pedestrian on the power play. I don't think he's ever been really that good. I think he's been propped up by the guys around him. I think alleviating that power play time is going to help him out mm-hmm. tremendously at five on five. And I think, Listen, if, like if someone doesn't consider him bounce-back candidate because he gets like the same amount of points, but they're all at 5-on-5, five five, then they're not looking at the right stuff anyways, and I don't want to hang out with those people. So you can numbers, find another crew to hang out with. right? Numbers
1: but, without context are can be useless. We'll say yes, that. I can, so you're I, up with your two picks.
0: I have successfully
1: all right. picked all players that or play on Ontario teams. So that's kind of
0: funny. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Uh, so I, I mentioned that I was going to go goalie and it's a little tougher because it's like how do you quantify goalie stats right like what like everyone knows however my view of want. goalies yeah it's however you want no but everyone knows my view on goalies they're they're voodoo they're random but this one guy in particular i think had such a poor year last year he's like a low hanging fruit for me to be snatch him up bite that apple and take that uh, take that bounce back candidate for him and this is this guy again we got another calgary flames player and again you're probably going to guess it because calgary flames goalie who who like who could it be jacob um and well yeah it's jacob markstrom easy (laughs) i don't know
1: what the numbers are but off the rush he was horrible last year and like Again, he went from bad to Vesna candidate, back to bad, and it's just like a mental battle with him. I think a new head coach will do him well. Just a reset over the summer. I yeah. think he still can be a very good goaltender. That's why I think it's a could be an incredible pick. It's a link. Calgary was a good team last year. Exactly, know, they just they could not put the puck in the back of the net for whatever reason, and they, reason, couldn't, buy a save and for they couldn't buy a save.
0: So. Yeah. It's a confidence thing, and I think it'll help like it'll be a trickle-down effect with this team. This team is just a bounce back team in general next yeah. year. But again, just looking at some numbers, save percentage. Last year he was an 892. That was his lowest save percentage. 8-9. That was his lowest save percentage in his career where he was actually playing meaningful games. The like I mean, his worst year was he's 879 in 2014, 2015, but he played three games. That doesn't count. So uh, he played 12 games for the Panthers, was an 874. Like those games don't that count was right way, way ago. Right. Like the games or... where he played meaningful, uh, playing time. He, look, his worst year was two years. Like his worst year other than last year was two years ago, nine Oh four. Like, that's not that bad. That's like it's shooting. That per- was the, yeah,
1: it was, he started okay. And then he started to taper off. It was a meh season, yeah. especially in the first year of a, such a big deal, $36 million contract, but it's a great pick.
0: The great important pick. thing is same percentage is going down year over year too. Right. So, um, could well, it come you, back up? Maybe, maybe. It's just maybe people are getting better at shooting. I don't know. It's like a cat and mouse game. But yeah, nine like last year he had a nine twenty-two. Is it crazy to think that he goes back to like a nine twelve after being at an eight ninety two last year? Like that's no. I don't think that's that that's crazy. A, so,
1: that's an increase of point
0: two, which is huge. It's massive. <laughs> massive when you talk that's, about
1: that's a few wins right there. No literally. joke. That's yeah. uh, that's a few wins. So so uh, yeah, Markstrom's Changing my guy could help too. We'll see. We'll see exactly
0: new, new coach, everything there. So again, say like just copy and paste all the reasons for huberdo add that onto Markstrom Uh, for my next pick before I get into it. I want to talk to you guys quickly about our sponsors mm-hmm. over at Raycon. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about having a vacation state of mind, whether I want to listen to uh, Taylor Swift on repeat, or I just need to retreat inside my own head for a bit. I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people or to stay calm with some guided meditation. Personally, I love listening to Dallas Green and our boy, Ryan O'Reilly, on the way home from the gym like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, I don't know, like I'm a psycho. But anyways, let me let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen to that kind of music. Use your earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, noise isolation and awareness modes. Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of playtime so you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit. They start at half the price of other premium audio brands, but they sound just as good. Raycons also come with a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, I mean, you really can't lose with this one, guys. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon right now. Rank Rat Report listeners can get off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash thpn. That is buyraycon.com slash thpn to save 15% on Raycons. The website, one more time, buy B U Y Raycon, R A Y C O N dot com slash thpn. That one was a lot better. That was 10 out of 10. Not good improvising the artists on the spot, but We'll work on it. I'll, I'll come up with more clever years. artists. This is a good one. Maybe I'll do Hall and Oates next time. Um, uh, speaking of which, maybe we should. Uh, I wonder if we're gonna have a new goal song this year. Anyways, this is a conversation better for another day. Probably um, <laughs> all right, my bounce back candidate. So this one might be uh, this this one this one. People are gonna debate me on this one uh, if it's a bounce bounce back candidate. But I'm going to build the case for it to be a bounce back candidate. So the reason why people are going to debate me is because this player had 50 points in 2021-2022, okay? He had 42 points in 2022-2023. That's not that much of a drop-off, right? But the drop-off comes in the underlying numbers. He was looked at. As one of the better players at his position, according to not, or, uh, excuse me, according to evolving wild, if I can just pull up his numbers in a second here in 2021, 2022, he was ranked 85th percentile in the entire NHL in 2022, 23, he was ranked 24th percentile in the entire NHL. Now, some of that might have to be, might have to do with how data is collected maybe giving too much rep, uh, too much respect or credit to his line mates. Whatever. Right? There's there's some flaw in this stuff, but that's why I think he's a bounce-back candidate for me because I don't think he's a 25th percentile player. I don't even think he's an 85th percentile player. I think he's very close and eventually will become a 90, 95 percentile player. He's not there yet. I don't know if he'll get there this year, but I'm calling a mount- massive bounce-back for Maurice Sider That's my guy, Marit Sider. More more Sider, yeah. So, listen. I think it was the,
1: they were not, like his partner at the beginning of the year was Ben Sherat, and they were just horrible together. Yep. Um, Playing more, I think he was playing heavier minutes. I don't want to, don't quote me on that. But playing with Jake Wallman last year, he was awesome. And guess who his partner is this year? They locked him up. Jake Jake Wallman. Wallman. Uh, So... You could argue, maybe it, maybe it's a breakout candidate. I understand what you're saying there. Like, I think he was fifty-some odd points in his rookie year. I'm not yep. sure how it went last year. Can't quite remember. But yeah, I mean, I could see this it. It's pretty. I mean, the, the the wings are improved as well, so that could help it as too. I mean,
0: better toppings, bit better bit of people. a
1: bounce back, bit of a breakout. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, that's a, that's a good, it's a decent talking point there. But I, I, I think just speaking. In the positive light of Mort Sider, I think is 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 the correct direction to go because 100%. I think he's a I think he's an animal of an athlete. So that's
0: that's yeah. kind of what I'm going with here. I'm right, betting I'm betting on the talent. Maybe it's not a bounce back for some people because maybe he didn't prove enough in that rookie year. But his underlying m- numbers, you talk to any of these events uh, metrics guys, they are, were all over him that rookie year. And I don't just watching him. Like I watched a bit of him in his rookie year. I watched a bit of him in his second year. There is nothing that changed. It was simply like you said, just maybe it was him playing with Ben Sherock. and yeah, who knows maybe maybe they gave too much credit to Jake Ballman while he's on the ice, but I think that he is uh, I think he's primed for a Browns back or breakout, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. that's my, uh, my yeah, that's my pick. So you got two more.
1: Yeah, drop in two he had a drop in two even strength points. Uh, overall points he dropped eight. same amount of games from last year to this past year. So I think it's a decent you know, you'd expect a, a 20, 21 year old to, to only be going up, but I, yeah. I think that's a decent bet for a bounce back, even though it's it's not like he played like total shit. He is twenty one years old, partner, the yeah, so, team wasn't very good, et cetera, et cetera. So I think there there is a case to be made there. So part of a the solid reason one.
0: part of the reason why I picked him as well is because um I honestly struggle to find bounce back defensemen. Maybe maybe I'm I'm wrong here. Maybe I'm missing something. But uh, I'm curious to see who your defensemen uh, you had. Did you pick two already? No, you had Riley. Let's I have say. one. Yeah.
1: Selected. So yeah,
0: I'm cur- I'm curious to see who your defensemen are because I I struggled looking for defensemen. Forwards is a lot easier because uh, you can just kind of use point totals and go from there. But defenseman, there's a little more nuance and context. And I think I think hopefully people understand the nuance and context of me saying Maurice Cider as a bounce back. Maurice
1: Maurice. Maurice. Your French, Moritz. 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 Uh, Moritz. Our German is Moritz. Moritzio. Moritz uh, Okay, it's a good one. Um, it's tough. This is a tough one. I mean, I gotta look up one number. <laughs> I look up something. I'm on the fly here. I thought I had a good one so you have what
0: do you have left goalie and d you have goalie and d left i'm pretty sure um
1: i have a goalie and i have a d and i'm not i have a goalie that i am like could be a hot one but injuries are an issue and i'm but the issue is also I'm not that in love with how good he is i don't think he's that that good okay <laughs> so that is something there you know what i'm gonna go in net, I'm going to go Mark Andre Fleury. Um, I think the, the crease was stolen from him by uh, what's his name from Ottawa, Jonas uh, Gustafson. No, Jonas, Jonas Gustafson stole the crease from him. Oh my God, that's only a 908 this past year. Last year was a 908 as well, but played on Chicago for a while. It was only a 910 in Minnesota. He goes through these peaks and valleys. When you look at his career, I understand he is going to be thirty-nine years old. But when you look at it, look at it, Like listen to these numbers: nine twenty-one with Pittsburgh, nine oh nine with Pittsburgh, nine twenty-seven with Vegas, nine thirteen with Vegas, nine oh five with Vegas, nine twenty-eight Vesna winner with Vegas, nine oh eight, and then nine oh eight. I think he's going to settle more into the role of okay. Gustafson is going to be stealing a lot of starts from me. I'm going to be splitting them in half. I'm not going to be a workhorse anymore. I think he's going to understand his role more, and it's going to alleviate some pressure from him. And when you alleviate pressure from Marc-Andre Fleury, he plays better, we find. I mean, look at the, the transition from Pittsburgh to Vegas. Oh, my God, that was night and day in terms of his performance there. So I'm going with the philosophical approach here. We both selected goalies. So my other one I had on there was Cam Talbot. This past year, I think he was playing okay at times, but then injuries hit. He's 35 years old and just the play went downhill from there. Ottawa's not the most the easiest team to play in front of, but he didn't play very well, plain and simple. Now he's going to LA. LA gives goalies the easiest time. So if there's an if there's a spot just to bounce back from, it's LA. Is the goalie going to bounce back? 35 years old, coming off an injury-riddled season? It's tough to sell it on that one. I'll bet on the flower over Cam Talbot. I'll tell you that for free.
0: And I like what you mentioned with Marc-Andre Fleury, with him alleviating pressure. He just seems to rot. Like That's when he's at his best. If you look back, it's the years where he was expected to be the starter. He falls off, comes back a year later, knowing his role in the backup, yeah. leaving pressure off of himself. And he just thrives. Didn't Vegas, didn't Pittsburgh. Like he's done it multiple times before. So I know the age is obviously an issue. And some people will be eight. like, fuck, he's old. But uh, I mean, he hasn't had many
1: injury issues. Bet so on the it's town, like, right?
0: We'll see. We'll see. Bet on the yeah. time. So one one more guy that I had just to round out goalies. goalies. I had the other guy I had on this list was Jack Campbell. Uh, and oh, the only I, reason why I had about him. Oh the only God. reason why I had Jack Campbell <laughs> is because he was literally horrendous last year, and one of the worst goalies in the And like, literally, he just has to be below average, like a below average NHL goalie, to be a bounce back. So, like, if he if he gets an eight nine, like eight ninety five, I think Oilers fans would be ecstatic about that.
1: Like, yeah. I mean that is technically like a
0: bounce back. It's a bounce back. It's crazy. Three, four, one goals against. I mean, like he he got torched. He got torched. So oh yes, he did.
1: Um, so I've got a defenseman left.
0: Yeah, you got a defenseman left. Mm. So I I have two I could
1: go two ways with this. So you don't have any D men left, right?
0: I do not have any D men left. So
1: I can spew my thoughts on this one.
0: That's yeah, bad, you can bad. you can muse you can muse about and your defenseman. Go for um,
1: it. I want to look up one thing real quick. Uh, okay, no, that's a bad one. I'm gonna go with Matt Dumba. I think a big change, a change of scenery. Finally, I mean, this is his first time in his career. If I'm not correct. And he's yeah. moving away from Minnesota. He's going to play in Arizona. Like I don't know, only five thousand fans for 41 games a year. Less pressure, uh, less people yeah, in this team. That's assuming play it sells out. a ton way. there too. Obviously, not going to be a power play guy because they have Sean Dersey there, but I think the increased playing time, alleviating, alleviating a pressure will really help him there. When you look at the numbers, he was even like an even bigger drop in terms of shooting percentage on ice, shooting percentage, drop in five on five points per 60 differential. Um, all of those good numbers. He dropped off higher than Morgan Riley, actually. Um, in terms of other guys, I was thinking of, I mean, Victor Hedman dropped from 85 points to 49. That's Obviously, great. he's not the primary power play guy there anymore. So that really did affect it. Injuries really affected it as well. But he's still a beast of a human. It's going 33. So I think there is still some game left. So yep. a bounce back for Victor Hedman is likely. You hate to say it because he's, you know maybe not the best <laughs> ballroom so he's, guy. He's no, division. no, 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 not that one. For so this next guy, you oh, hate okay. to say it, but Tony D'Angelo possibly okay. lesser role, it's, it for different reasons, better yeah. team, more insulated. He's been there before. That could be a good one. Yeah, um, in terms yeah. of the biggest drops in production and shooting percentage and everything, it was Aaron Eckblad, but he's going into the year injured again. So it's just you, you can't pick up.
0: But, yeah. yeah. I think that's yeah. I think that's a little bit of a cheat, I would say. So
1: Yeah. So there's one more guy I see on this list and I'm curious I didn't didn't think he had that bad of a year. Not in my I'm not even to say it's not it's not worth
0: it. Oh okay. So who's yeah, your pick? Those you are gotta, a few you,
1: guys but, uh, You gotta make your pick. Dumba. Though. I said dumba.
0: Oh dumba. Yeah, okay. Sorry, 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 yeah, you did you did. Sorry. I don't know. I And
1: I went left knee right dude. True, not bad. I think right uh, I, I want
0: to say it. No, I went righty, righty, which is
1: Ooh,
0: idiotic. <laughs> like, how, how, how did that happen? Like, so you have one more like, forward left. Let's hear it. I got, I got one more forward left, and it's going to be of the same vein, the same thought process, the the same little thread that I went on with Moritz side. Uh, and yeah, uh, a guy who, okay, honestly, no, now that, now, that, now that I think about it, what am I talking about? He also was absolutely terrible uh, points-wise year over year. So the year previously, 54 games played, 47 points. This guy almost averaged a point per game this year, 68 game, 68 games played, 31 points. Had a lot of trouble, ended up a lot in the penalty box this year. I mean... He just wasn't the same player he was the year before. I don't know if it was the magic of being in Florida in that 2021, 2022 year when that team was just nuclear, oh, no, scoring a ton a of points. Pick. I'm going to go with Mason Marchmont. Formerly. I'm going to cut you off. What's yeah. very funny, he's the last pick in our draft, and he's at the
1: top of this sheet.
0: <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he's he at was the like top a... of the sheet. Huge drop in 5-on-5 production per 60. Huge drop in shooting percentage. 6.61% drop in shooting percentage at 5-on-5. On-ice shooting percentage, he dropped 4.97. He (laughs) is the highest drop in all those categories for uh, for forwards. I mean, this was just such a no-brainer and it took us to the last (laughs) I, I almost forgot about him. I'm trying to outsmart myself here <laughs> <Karishenko> <laughs> yeah, so, over him what am i doing
0: <laughs> you got you got the propaganda just spew the Ottawa propaganda I spewing did. in your brain you gotta you gotta oh. chill Dave's gotta chill for a sec because uh it's infesting that brain yours. but no like like mason Marchmont like two years ago i mean he was arguably the best bottom six forward in the nhl that might may, may sound like a silly thing to say but his production was of an a, a like a high-end, second-line forward, and he was playing on their third line, playing third-line minutes as well. That's the biggest thing, is that his time on ice was a lot lower, and he was producing almost a point per game. If you extrapolate that in points per 60, he was one of the highest points per 60 players in the entire NHL at five-on-five in that 21-22 year. Now, you fast-forward to uh, this 22-23 year, and oh my God, he was abysmal. He did not find his fit in Dallas. And again, I don't know, Like I was hesitant to take him as a bounce-back guy because... Maybe it's the change in scenery. Maybe it's the change in line mates. He did have good line mates in Florida, but I think, I think the talent is still there for Mason Marshman to be at at the very least a 40, 50 point player, uh, given his minutes, not like, uh, I'm not expecting him to play on the second line, but I think with Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan playing so well, it kind of hurt, hurt his production a little bit, if that makes sense. Um, so, I I don't know. I think just maybe he
1: he increased in ice time. His average time on ice increased by a minute and 35 seconds from last year to this year. And his his points points total dropped. Plummeted. 16 less points in In 14 14 more more games. games.
0: Yeah. Six less goals. Wow. And and if you look at the underlying numbers as well, according to Evolving Wild, he went from the 95th percentile player to the 14th percentile player. I don't know. Was it a flash
1: in the pan?
0: That's the thing. More. It might have been a flash in the pan, but I think that last year was too much of a Drop. not an, maybe, yeah too much of a regression that he's yeah. going to regress back. So it was like okay. he's not. Listen, I'm not like saying it. he's he's not going to be the player he was in Florida, but he's not as bad as the player he was last year, no. and he's somewhere in between, and that's where I expect him to be. Pick. So that's yeah, that's my last pick, Mason Marchment. Um, any other forwards you got? I'm just going to list off a couple that I had in the Calgary Flames vein. Nazem Kadri. I think you can just take anyone on on uh, Calgary. Tanner Janot yeah. is another guy I had on my list. Uh, just simply because I trust and I believe in the Tampa Bay Lightning's ability to produce good young talent. Good one. They gave up a lot for him. They're obviously seeing something that we don't. Yeah. I'm going to side with Tampa until I am wrong and until they're wrong. So, yep. Lundell. Anton miss... Lundell's a good one.
1: Drop uh, in five on five production, drop in shooting percentage by 4.79%. That's massive. On ice shooting percentage dropped by 4.81. 8, 4. This is still a young player. Showed a lot of promise. I think he's a very good player, and he'll be he'll have a much better season.
0: Yeah, I like that. And then uh, last one I had on the list, Elias know, Lindholm. Elias Lindholm. Yeah, he could be one too. I I honestly, again, like I said, you can take anyone on uh, on Calgary, and I think you can make You're a taking case. Taking the for whole grains? To, to say that again. You're taking the whole Flames team. I'm taking the entire Flames team as my bounce back team. So, um, last mm, guy I had yeah. though that uh, we didn't mention, uh, Jacob Brana. Um, mm. I think this. Ta- I think the okay. talent is there. It's just all about if he's going to play or not. Yeah, uh, he played a little bit towards the end of the season last year. Put 14 points in 20 games for the St. Louis yeah. Blues. What you about um,
1: where, why why did I click off of him? I'm <laughs> right here. What about Cole Stillinger? Had a good rookie season. Yeah. He was very young. Came into the league like 18 years old. And then this past year was horrible. I mean, so sent back down to the have, AHL. again. It's a, oh, yeah. He, it couldn't have gotten any worse. Uh, did he have any points?
0: He had 11 points in 64 games. The previous year, 31 think, points in I think now.
1: one of them might have come against the Leafs, which is very funny.
0: Uh, it, that's just so on brand for I us. Wouldn't, so.
1: um, I'm just going to guess because why? Not? <laughs> 31 points and then dropped to 11 points. Crazy! My God, what happened? So I think that's a pretty good bet over 11 points, Cole Sillinger.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Any any other ones you got, or is that? If,
1: if you have, um... if, listen,
0: if we if you feel like we missed anyone, comment down below, tweet at us, let us know. Johnny Gaudreau. Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, Goudreau. that's another guy. But here's the thing: I had I was looking at him in line a before we go. I just want to touch on this. I was looking yeah. at him in line a. I was shocked at him in Line's production line Liney was almost a point per game uh-huh. last year. He just got hurt. Lioney yeah. had, I think it was. Let, let me pull up his stat. He had fifty-two points in fifty-five games. What? The, where the hell did that come from? And then Goodrow had yeah, seventy-four good. and eighty. Like not say like was I, again. So that I, I could be relative wrong. Relative team. He was
1: a career high, like high, That's high, high, high in Calgary, and then fair. went to Columbus. Was still very good in Columbus. Just wasn't hundred and twenty points or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. I could be wrong there. That's a good point.
0: Yeah. No, I was just, uh, I was just shocked at like how well I thought. Yeah. In my head, those guys were like horrible this year. I'm like easy, easy, easy bounce back. In. And then I'm looking, I'm like, wait, how do they, how do they get this, this many points relative to the team? And it's hilarious because if you look at their, the team's point total, it's like the four guys who play on the power play and then everyone else. It's like a twenty point drop off everyone else. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, if we missed anyone, let us know. Let us <laughs> know. Yep.
1: You have anything else?
0: Uh, that's it for me today.
1: That was all I have. Thank you for everyone for listening.
0: Goalies go. Leafs, go.